0: These are your morning announcements. The Retro Club will be meeting today to discuss Empire Records. And don't forget to purchase your tickets for this weekend's benefit concert. Dare the man save the Empire! woo Hello and welcome to the Retro Club. where your hosts, Megan
1: and John. I, I'm sorry, this isn't
0: America's Got Talent.
1: Because <laughs> there wouldn't be any other winners; it'd just be me, all oh, talent.
0: Okay. <laughs> and anyway, there's hair on this. Okay, that was like tickling my nose. All right. <laughs> Hi, we're back. It feels like it's been forever for us. Uh, for me, it has. I guess I shouldn't. I know. Speak we
1: took a little mini trip.
0: We took another mini vacay. Uh, just a three-day three day vacation mm-hmm. to
1: Memphis. It was fun. I had a really good time. <laughs> I loved going to Graceland.
0: Yep. Uh, there's a lot of walking, which is fine because, oh, my God, the weather, perfect. I know. It was so good. God, I've, she smiled upon us. Yeah. <laughs> and did. I'm such a
1: diehard Elvis fan. I was so happy we got to go do all that.
0: We did our first escape room. Yeah. That was loads of fun. Can't talk was, about it in case we got Memphis. I mean, we could say we went to the escape room in Memphis. Yeah, just know I was kick-ass. And we did, if any of anybody listening in the Memphis area, we did Shadow Manor. Yeah, I would recommend. Yeah, that was
1: really fun. <laughs> they had the room set up really cool. I was a big fan of how much effort they put into all that.
0: Mm-hmm. It is interesting. And it sucks because we really don't have an escape room super close to us. I think closest one's like Andy. an hour away. Yeah, hour and a half. But... We had fun. That's in
1: Indianapolis, for those of you who don't know what the hell we're talking about.
0: I know, You know what? I worked with someone who, she worked remote and lives in Arizona, and we would say Indy, and she kept saying, like, what's Indy? What's an Indy?
1: Yeah, like and, Indiana Jones.
0: <laughs> and so we had to tell her it's Indianapolis, and just like, why don't you guys just say that? And we're like. That's a that's, lot to get out, girl. <laughs> I know, just Indy. That's like it. All them syllables. There's got to be a city in, somewhere near her that she shortens. There has to be.
1: I, I don't know
0: some i don't know anyway <laughs>
1: whatever chattanooga no Air, she lives in arizona though i don't care i'm just i'm putting an example <laughs> there what would you call it chattanooga the noog oh i don't know that's what i'm calling it. chatty um, chatty no okay <laughs> i'm going with the noog
0: whatever anyway um no i had fun and my super porcelain skin and the whole like 12 hours we spent in the sun i got kind of a sunburn so i'm pretty I know. embarrassed You're, like
1: see-through man you can see all your veins
0: hey you know what but the sun's coming back out the weather's starting to break and catch me outside how about that
1: <laughs> all right dracula
0: <laughs> oh you didn't even get my i got my it joke. i got it <laughs> i just
1: wanted to bury it oh and speaking of arizona remember uh i guess we could say met uh what's it called mesa we can call it za mesa or mesa however you say it <laughs> it's outside <of> phoenix <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, Phoenix? We'll call it the X.
0: <laughs> oh, I was... Oh, God. Whatever. Anyway, we won't make up names for your towns. You don't make up names for ours. It's Indy, and I'm going to stand by that.
1: <laughs> oh, we can be called Terry Terry Hut.
0: <laughs> no one pronounces our city right. It's the amount of, I don't know, mis mispronunciations of our city is outrageous.
1: Yeah, I'll never forget that one. Uh... All right, so this is gonna date me pretty pretty hard. When uh, WCW, which was a company that featured pro wrestling, came to town, I went with uh, some friends. Mm-hmm. And one of the wrestlers there was Chris Jericho first, and that's a dude that's still going. <laughs> which I mean, he's old. Shouldn't got that, be. <laughs> got that beer gut and that sunken chest. Oh, he looks awful. I hate his singing, but uh, he kept calling it Terry Hutt, uh-huh. and I was like. Sounds right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Look, it's French, but we also don't pronounce it right. So it's fine. It's whatever. Yeah.
1: Vigo, Vigo.
0: Now, see, I say Vigo, even though I know it's wrong. They finally like, it's named after Francis Vigo. Vigo.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I'm saying, yeah, Prince Vigo.
0: That too. But I still say Vigo. I don't know. It depends on what I'm talking. You know what? We're off topic here. How about Hmm. we talk about... Our movie for today.
1: Well, I want to talk about something else. Oh, okay. Well, then go ahead. Gary Rosten, uh the lead guitarist. Well, one of the lead guitarists for Leonard Skinner died this week, too. Which is oh. kind of sad. He was the last actual living member of that band. So now their whole legacy. It, it will always just be a complete cover band now. That's sad. Yeah. Bummer. Very bummer. I didn't really. Oh, man.
0: I didn't really listen to... Leonard Skinner. And so,
1: I know you're that chick. What anyway. does that mean?
0: There are a lot of people who don't care for Leonard
1: Skinner. What's wrong with that? That's not something wrong with me. It's something wrong with you.
0: Whatever. Anyway, do you have anything else, or am I good to jump in?
1: No, I think we're good. I think. All right. No. Oh no. Go okay. Lord. Go no, go okay. Go ahead.
0: It's too late. It's done. <laughs> this week we are talking about. 1995's Empire Records, Mm -hmm. back in the
1: 90s. I I can't hear Empire and not think of the band Queensryche. Oh. I love the album Empire.
0: No. I enjoy this movie a lot. I used to watch this probably before I should have, I think, just as a kid. I enjoyed this movie. It's definitely like a springtime, summertime movie for me. So It's a little bit early for it, but... I'm always in the mood. I'll put it on. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. I guess I could save that for the end. This movie is PG-13. Um, is it really? Yeah. Are you surprised by that?
1: Yeah, because that's think not it's not too I high. about it at all. No, go ahead.
0: Do you think that's too high?
1: No, I think that's too low.
0: Like it should be R-rated?
1: That was the rating I saw it got. Oh. I, it, I'll save my stuff for your thing. We'll go with PG-13.
0: It may so be R rated now. Uh, no, it might be PG thirteen. Or yeah, PG thirteen now. Yeah, we'll we'll get into it because I already know the scenes that I'm sure help lend a hand to that to that rating. Right. Okay. It is considered a romance drama. Just would, that. Yeah, I would say more comedy yeah. drama, like a comedy. There's so little I would romance put teen in there. It. Yeah, it's so little romance I wouldn't have put that.
1: I would have put more it was a teen comedy than anything else.
0: Yeah. That's true. Yeah. There is some drama. I mean, I'll give it the drama buttons. All but teens of
1: drama. You were a teen. You were drama. I was a teen. I was drama.
0: Well, they're <laughs> a little older teens. They're like in their early twenties. Okay. But I'll give it the drama. <sighs> I would have taken off the romance and did a comedy. Just yeah. call it a dramedy. Call it a day. dramedy. It has a runtime of an hour and 30 minutes, which is all you need. That's, That's all good. you need in a movie. Yep. It's perfect. There's no downtime.
1: No. And you don't have to build uh, all this time in the useless stuff. You can just get to the point.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. I'll give you a quick synopsis of the movie.
1: Okay. I'm all ready. Right.
0: All right. Joe runs Empire Records, an independent Delaware store that employs a tight-knit group of music-savvy youths. I did not (laughs) realize it was in Delaware. This is news to me. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that either. I'll tell you where. I'm going to tell you where I guessed it was at, and then you can tell me where you guessed it was at.
0: Okay. Do you want to do that now, or do you want me to finish this? No, no, no. Go ahead and finish. Then we'll talk about it. Hearing that the shop may be sold to a big chain, slacker employee Lucas bets a chunk of the store's money, hoping to get a big return. When this plan fails, Empire Records falls into serious trouble, and the various other clerks, including Lovely Corey and Gloomy Deb, must deal with the problem among many other issues.
1: All There's right. so much more to the movie. Yeah, uh, that—that's a.
0: I mean, that is how the movie starts. Sure, that's
1: <laughs> that's just. Scratching the surface. That's not even close. But uh, what would, I thought this whole time the movie was either in, like, New Jersey or New York. Because he freaking travels to Atlantic City.
0: Yeah. How far is Atlantic City? I mean, Delaware's not a big state.
1: No, but I wouldn't think Delaware's that close to New Jersey. But then again, geography's really, really screw with me.
0: I know. I feel... I. <laughs> I suck at geography. If y'all listen to my other podcasts, like you I, know that for sure. Like I'm pretty good with the
1: rest of the map. It's that part where all those tiny states are. The New England states. Yes. Yeah. they all crumpled together. Yeah, Delaware. Just call, just call them one state. Delaware
0: wasn't on my radar. Where
1: are you from? New England. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you can't do that?
0: Pretty much. Okay, so the exact release date of this movie was September 22nd, 1995. That's not bad. Directed by Alan Moyle. I think is how you say his name. I'm not really sure what else he directed. Uh, here, I could pull that up real quick. Pump up the volume <laughs> with oh, uh, Christian, Christian Slater. Slater. Yeah, that's
1: a very controversial movie too. I've not also heard dealing of it. with youths.
0: See, I don't recognize his other movie. He did Man in the Mirror, the Michael Jackson story. I think. Did anybody even watch that? I don't know. It came out in 2004. Times yeah, Square, know. Times Square, which I've never heard of. All this say nothing. It looks like it's got a Baldwin in it.
1: <laughs> just say he he did nothing but garbage. Just be just. Yeah, just Empire Records
0: seems to be his only notable movie. So Alan Moyle, you tried, I guess.
1: He didn't try very hard. These his man. His movieography—that's what I'm just gonna call it. Movieography is pissed. Get
0: called discography like no, everyone else. He doesn't deserve that. <laughs> okay, let's talk about it. Let's. Okay. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, all right. I think this is our first. You know, I'll go ahead. Let the budget of this movie. Do you have a guess of how much this budget was?
1: Five million. Mm-mm. Six million. No. Twelve million.
0: Ten million. Ten. Ten million. Do you know how much it made at the box office?
1: Well, I know for a fact this movie was a bomb because every actor I've ever heard talk that were in it admitted like they're like we thought our careers were over.
0: Okay. Um, ten million budget hit hit box office three hundred and three thousand dollars. Not even a half a million.
1: I can give you a good take on that too. I can't wait till I get to the trivia.
0: It actually three hundred and three thousand eight hundred forty one dollars U.S. dollars. So it made no. Just it say made it made no money. Nothing made absolutely nothing. Oh, what an embarrassment! I think this is our first flop.
1: Because yeah, everything
0: this, we covered to this point at least made its money back.
1: Yeah, and this movie is hated by critics.
0: Oh, yeah. It's got a 31% on Rotten Tomatoes, 30% TV Guide. It only has a 6.7 on IMBD. Uh, Roger, Ebert called this
1: film a lost cause.
0: It's got a cult following now for yeah. sure.
1: It's because you got these people that are hungry for 90s nostalgia. You know, we burnt through all the 80s nostalgia. Now we have all this 90s nostalgia popping up. Mm-hmm. You got people starting to wear like... The balloon, balloon pants and all that.
0: I just don't know if it came out at the wrong time.
1: No, it came out at the right time. It's just, just nothing you can do when the studio doesn't back you. I, I have a lot to go into why I think a lot of that happened.
0: Okay, well, let me cover some of the cast here first. Yeah, go ahead. There's Liv Tyler. Plenty of names. Liv Tyler's your, your main... Kind of your lead woman, I guess, along Renee Zellweger, I would say, those yeah. two.
1: Liv Tyler was on the rise, too, because you're talking the girl that just came off of, like, the two sexy Aerosmith videos, which is kind of weird because they were both for her dad.
0: <laughs> yeah, she did Armageddon. Um, that was
1: later, yeah. The Lord of the Rings movies. Say,
0: the Lord of the Rings is probably the big one she's known for. Uh, Strangers, or The Strangers. I remember her yeah, in that.
1: Yeah, if people remember those.
0: Renee Zellweger, I, first thing I think of when I think of her is Jerry Chicago. McGuire. Oh, I think of Chicago.
1: I think of Jerry Maguire because I think she was nominated for an Oscar for that.
0: Bridget Jones, Diary.
1: Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course, those were big.
0: Yeah. Um, she also more recently did Judy where she portrayed Judy Garland.
1: Never, don't even know it.
0: Came out in 2019. Um, Ethan Embry, which first thing I think of with him is...
1: Dutch. No, National Lampoons. Oh, Vegas Vacation? Yeah. Yeah.
0: But he's also been in some other stuff. Um, God, I can't... It's like on the tip of my tongue.
1: He's been in that thing you do. Uh, he was in some
0: TV shows, I think. I'm picturing him in he some was, TV shows.
1: Uh, most recently, The Walking Dead.
0: That's right, yeah. And he was in Can't Hardly Wait. Sweet oh. Home Alabama.
1: Yep, he was also in Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, Robin, Cam- There's Robin Tooney, who I know her face. Yeah. Um, Robin Tooney. She was in The Craft.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The girl with the shaved head. She
0: was an Encino Man.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was the love interest in that, even.
0: John Whitworth, which can't really say I. he's in anything worth which one mentioning. John he? he played um, AJ, the Liv Tyler's oh, love interest. Oh, he was in a
1: movie you've never seen, but I saw it. It came out the same year as this movie. Uh, what was it called? Can't. Um, Shoot,
0: that's he's really. I don't remember him in a ton of stuff.
1: No, what was it called? It, it came out in ninety five. Bye Bye love.
0: Oh, okay, yeah,
1: that's what I remember him from. Because for some reason, we watched that uh, for like a whole month in my house. Uh huh. <laughs> I don't know uh, why.
0: Toby Maguire's in this as Andre. Literally, have having... he wasn't?
1: He wasn't in the movie. He he wrote the movie.
0: Toby he, Maguire, and he,
1: and he shot parts of it. <laughs> It says he's
0: in it as Andre, and I think that's BS. I think this is wrong.
1: I'll go into or it, it. was a cut scene. I'll go into it.
0: Okay, uh, Rory Cochrane is Lucas. Mm-hmm. Love Lucas. Rory also Days not confused. He, yeah, that's he was in some TV shows. He was also in Oculus,
1: which yeah, you have to really want to watch Oculus to find that. And Oculus, wasn't even a bad movie. It's Just
0: I didn't mind it. Oh, here's the lie. <laughs> His name is Coyote Shivers. That's his name. I kept wanting to call and him that, Wolf. That,
1: and, that, and that name sucks because you know that ain't his real name. <laughs> I mean, that's... What's who, his real name? Is it like like is it like is Ed, Edward Edward Shivers or like Frankie Shivers or something? What's Francis. his real name?
0: <laughs> Francis Coyote Shivers.
1: Get out of here. All right.
0: An- Anthony LaPaglia? Lepag- is that how you say it? LaPaglia?
1: He plays well, Joe. Oh, um... Apeglia?
0: Sure. He was in So I Married an Axe Murderer yeah, with know face. Uh he was also in um the Annabelle creation
1: movie. Yeah, which wasn't terrible. Wasn't good, it just wasn't terrible. Uh,
0: a couple more people. Brendan Sexton, who plays Warren.
1: <laughs> he was in
0: Welcome to the Dollhouse.
1: No, Boys Don't yes. Cry.
0: He was also in Welcome to the Dollhouse.
1: Oh, good, I, I never saw that one. I remember Boys Don't Cry though.
0: You've never seen Welcome to the Dollhouse?
1: I don't think so. I might have. It might have been forever.
0: Oh my god! I've got you on something, Debbie Mazar, which I think of her from Beethoven <laughs> for some reason. That's I remember as a kid
1: seeing Ooh, her. Oh, she's in Goodfellas. Yeah. She How could you not name played... any movie but that? That's I the only movie know, you need to know her from. Because
0: I first saw her as a kid in Beethoven.
1: Oh, she is in Beethoven.
0: Yeah, as the bad guy.
1: Yeah, one of the bad guys.
0: And I'll I'll just cover one more person because there's a lot of people to cover. But uh, the last one I think that is worth mentioning is Maxwell Caulfield.
1: as Rex Manning.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Say no more, more no more.
0: Oh, we'll we'll talk about Rex Manning. Don't you worry. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Rex Manning Day is an actual day, too. It is. How crazy is that?
0: It is. Okay, um... I think we can go ahead and jump in this movie. I've covered most cast, uh, notable cast. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, go ahead and hop on in.
0: Okay. This Dive movie on in. opens up with Lucas closing the store. Mm-hmm. The Empire Records is the name of the record store. That's actually the name of it. And he is closing up shop and he finds blueprints in. Joe the manager the he's not the owner yeah, but the manager
1: the, for the new creation of uh, the store is going to be Music
0: Town. Yeah. He finds the uh, blueprints for a Music Town in the drawer of Joe's um office. office. And Lucas is like, "We can't sell out. We can't do this because it's it's a small uh
1: it's a mom and pop shop yeah, that a just record happens store. to have like A humongous variety Like it looks like A great music store
0: Yeah and the owner Of The actual owner Of Empire Records Wants to sell out To a music town Because he feels like Empire Records Is going nowhere He thinks it's just It's falling apart And And let's
1: be honest He was kind of right
0: Yes I mean Record stores Did kind of Fall out from it But they're coming back Nostalgia's in
1: (laughs) You I'll be blown away If you start seeing CDs pop up again not one with iTunes and Spotify. People and stuff carrying
0: like that. around um, Walkmans. It wouldn't CD be players. a Walkman. Yeah, it would be a CD player.
1: I used to have. One. I almost
0: said Discman. <laughs> a <an> Discman.
1: <laughs> oh, so fancy! You and your Discman <laughs> yeah. over there skipping a beat while you're skipping.
0: I hate. Oh God, that was the absolute worst. Was walking home from school trying to listen to my CD player and having carrying to hold that it stupid just, thing
1: up on your hand like a plate.
0: Having to carry it just so because if you. If like you it sideways, while you walked,
1: yeah. it would bump. <laughs> Remember, they made those ones that were non—they were like non-skip lies. Yeah, all lies. No
0: such thing. All right, so Lucas is upset because he sees that they're going to turn into a music town. He doesn't want it to, so he's like, "I'm going to help Joe out. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get the money to buy out the store, and we're going to save Empire Records." But. Lucas has no money because he's like twenty years old and works at a record store. Mm-hmm. So instead of, nice sweaters, though. instead of doing the night drop for the money, he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take this money from today. <laughs> he's
1: going to Lex- Atlantic City. I'm
0: going to Atlantic City. <laughs> And he he hits up the craps table Mm -hmm. and he puts all the money down and says, let it ride. And it's like, are you out of your mind? But guess what? He hit. He keeps crapping out uh, or not crapping out, but he keeps hitting Mm -hmm. and he's up a lot. I don't know how many times he hit, but everyone's like around the table now. They're cheering him on. He's got ladies hanging on. He's got guys wanting to buy him drinks.
1: He should have just, you got to leave when the getting's good.
0: Yeah. Well, he went one more shot. And he crapped out (laughs) and he lost everything. Everything he came with all the money. And the one chick's like, you know what? I used to think you were cute (laughs) and walked away. (laughs) And now Lucas has to go back and, uh, explain himself, face Joe, his manager. So Joe gets back to the store and AJ and Mark Mm -hmm. are waiting for him. (laughs) And they asked him, they're like, dude, what happened last night? The money didn't get dropped. And Lucas is all of a sudden turns into Mr. Miyagi. AJ calls him Mr. Miyagi. And he's talking in like riddles. And AJ's like, Lucas, what happened? And my favorite quote from this movie, I love this quote f- for whatever reason. But Lucas tells him, I do not regret the things I have done, but those I did not do. And just drives away. And they're like, Lucas, what does that even mean? <laughs> and he yeah, takes he just off. went home. So then the store opens up and, uh, well, not Joe, but uh, some of the other people show up like... uh,
1: All the girls show up.
0: Yes. Why can't I think of Liv? Corey. Liv Tyler is Corey. Mm -hmm. Corey shows up and she's there even when she's not supposed to be.
1: Yeah, it's Rex Manning Day.
0: Because it's Rex Manning Day. And they're like, you know, you're not supposed to be in today. And she's like, well, it's Rex Manning Day.
1: (laughs) And she has a plan.
0: Oh, yeah. She's... She has a plan for she is in love with Rex Manning, mm, which, which who isn't right? I mean, Maxwell Caulfield, yes, Rex Manning. Mm, I don't
1: know, <laughs> I don't know. Kind of seemed like you're a Rex Manning fan.
0: We'll find out as time goes on. Um,
1: <laughs> say no more.
0: And then, gosh darn it, I can't think of Renee Zellweger's character name. It's I've got it right here name? Gina, it's Gina. Gina. Gina shows up. Mark shows up. Pretty much they have nothing to do but hang out at the record store, even if they're not actually supposed to be there. And you kind of get a feel for everybody. AJ's sort of this artsy guy.
1: You got the long hair. He's supposed to be the cute guy that's shy. He dresses different.
0: Corey is like your sweet good girl. Oh, uh, because Gina Gina stops to pick up Corey and Gina's wearing... I guess what you would consider revealing clothing For the Mm -hmm. time and she's just very Carefree and charismatic and she Picks up Corey who is gonna go Sit at the store and do her homework And (laughs) it's like Wow what a nerd (laughs) Right. But Gina and Corey And uh, Corey has made Rex cupcakes for Rex Manning Day and Mark is uh, A burnout He's a stoner
1: (laughs) Um Lucas is uh, kind of a beatnik, I guess you could say.
0: Kinda, and then he tries to turn into this—I don't know.
1: I don't know. He's he becomes holier a than thou
0: sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Deb ends up showing up, and she comes storming in. She ro- she rides like a some type of motorbike there or mm-hmm. whatever, and she, she has comes really long hair. She's got like a bob going on. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. She shows up, storms in, and everyone's like, what's your problem? And she goes straight to the bathroom and slams the door shut. So mm-hmm. Deb is like a very dark and brooding and just woe is me kind of girl. Yeah. Because the first thing she does when she goes in the bathroom. comes
1: up them clippers.
0: Is shaves her head, bald. And then she comes out of the bathroom and they're like.
1: Schnee Connor, baby.
0: Nice do. <laughs> like, <laughs> they don't, I mean, no one really makes a big deal out of it. They're just like, oh, huh, There's
1: cool. somebody fair by in that store. Yeah. Even Joe, like Joe's just like your old school rock guy. Yeah. He plays the drums even.
0: Mm, he's got the drum set in his in his office. And you can tell, I mean, yes, he's the manager and he takes care of things, but the, these are also like his kids. You know, he mm-hmm. wants to take care of them. Um, but then Joe shows up and he finds out pretty quickly that the night drop was not made. Because the owner's calling and the bank is calling, like, where's the money? And so Joe's trying to ask everyone, like, hey, what happened last night? Has anyone talked to Lucas? And Lucas stupidly shows up to (laughs) the store, and Joe asks him, Lucas, where's my money? And where's the
1: money, Lucas? He's like, circulating.
0: He's like, it's in Atlantic City, Joe. It's circulating. (laughs) And he answers very matter-of-factly. What'd you do
1: with my money, Lucas?
0: Yeah, yeah, he, I mean, Lucas doesn't lie. He tells him he gambled it away and it's out there just going through the motions. It's in other people's (laughs) hands. Joe, I can see you're angry. (laughs) Joe wants to kill him, as he should. I mean, he's going to get the store shut down. If it wasn't already going to, if they had a chance, they
1: don't now. Yeah, Lucas, Lucas comes in there handing out coins too, which I don't know why he was doing that.
0: Yeah, yeah. <sighs> a, a cup of quarters and just coins and he's tossing them at people like, hey, here you go. And everyone, you can see the look on everyone's face. Like, dude, know you should dead. not be here. <laughs> so Joe wants to kill him, but he tells them how much, was it wasn't like $5,000 or something. It was over nine grand. $9,000, something like that. It was a few thousand dollars. And he tells Lucas to sit on the couch in the back room and don't move until he can figure out what to do with him.
1: <laughs> he manhandled him too.
0: Not yet. He he doesn't get mad at him yet. Well, he's mad, but he doesn't.
1: And Lucas being a smart-ass man. I know. figuring out all these stupid ways of getting off that couch.
0: I know. That's This whole movie takes place in one single day. Mm-hmm. It's just a day at the record store.
1: Just unbelievable.
0: (laughs) So while Lucas is being punished in the back room and Mm -hmm. being made to sit on this couch, you have everyone up front, kind of just going about their day. I mean, it it really is just a. There's nothing super exciting about it at
1: first. No, they're just kind of deciding on what music they're gonna play. Mark was tagging like the albums and the CDs.
0: Yeah, because they get um they pull out the bag of uh, M and M's and they pull out buttons pull out M&M's to see who's gonna get to pick the music and it's Mark mm-hmm. and they're all mad but then Mark picks a song that everyone loves so I'm like why y'all mad <laughs> <laughs> uh Deb who after she shaves her hair comes walking in with the bucket or, or like a little bowl of buttons and is handing everyone buttons and she's like I made these specially for you and she gives one to AJ that says stupid and yeah. what I think Gina gets one that says slut or something yeah. like that <laughs> accurate I don't know. They all get these different buttons for their personality. Or who gets stupid? Was it Mark? I think Mark
1: gets stupid. Mark. I like Mark.
0: And then Mark has a friend that shows up, which I didn't get his name. He was one Uh -uh. of the characters. He's the pizza guy. Yeah, also a stoner. Dude, greasy looking. Yeah, his
1: hair was awful.
0: He is nasty. He's got this long, (laughs) greasy hair. And he shows up with... And it's like, I mean, it can't be... Ten, eleven o'clock and he shows up with pizza and freaking pot brownies and he's like i made my special batch and gives them to mark <laughs> and tells him not to eat them like yeah wait or like don't eat them just yet or That's something because they're strong. parts of the
1: movie what the brownies mark, yeah mark eating the brownies then watching guar on tv yeah and then he become he has that hallucination
0: mark doesn't listen he eats no. the brownies
1: <laughs> he ate a lot of the brownies <laughs>
0: He's uh, watching a Guar music video, uh-huh. <laughs> and then sees himself in the music. Hey, video. Mark! <laughs> he's playing like guitar or something.
1: Yeah, and then the the like plant thing eats him on stage.
0: Yeah, it says something like uh, "G Mark," uh, some something like "We like you," or whatever. It's a shame you have to die. And he's like, "What?" <laughs> and then gets eaten by <laughs> this yeah, plant like, by thing. Audrey
1: too, pretty much. <laughs>
0: And then the real Mark on the couch looks around. He's like, "Wow!" Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I love when
1: he goes and hangs outside with the uh, girl painted on the store. Oh, <laughs> he's like making out with it and stuff.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> he, like rubs his body on the painting on the wall. <laughs>
1: We've all been there.
0: Now AJ, back to AJ. He's like this lovesick. Oh he's in gosh, love with he's Corey. Annoying yes and, he's,
1: and he he thinks himself an artist
0: and he's just so consumed with his own thoughts that joe is having an actual panic attack about the store
1: yeah so what's he doing angry plays drums and that's what you do when you're having a crisis. no but aj
0: approaches him at one point and he's like joe i want to tell Corey that i like her and joe's like great do that. I don't yeah. care, and like keeps telling him like, okay, AJ, I don't care, and AJ is like, Joe, I need to tell her. I just don't know when to tell her. I'm gonna tell her at. I'm gonna tell her at noon. No, one. No, and like keeps changing the time. He and just tells
1: him to get out of his office.
0: And Joe's like, okay, <laughs> like there are more important things right now than you confessing your love to Corey. And then Gina is. <sighs> She's also excited for Rex Manning Day, but not like Corey. Corey's, yeah. yeah, She, Corey's in love with Rex Manning. Where Gina just thinks he's hot. Yeah. And Rex ends up showing up with his uh, assistant manager. I guess yeah, assistant. I don't know what you would call her. And just instantly, you know, he's a jerk.
1: And she's really into Joe.
0: Oh yeah, she's. Kind of taken by Joe when she first sees him, like, "Wow, mm. look at that long hair." <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: know. You play the drums
0: and <sighs> Rex. The one, okay. The
1: stand-up cutout of him is classic. If yeah. I could get my hands on one, I would put it in our house.
0: All I think of is "Video Killed the Radio Star" playing while Mark is carrying mm-hmm. it and the store, like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> which is a great song. I love that song.
0: Um. No, the first thing Rex says when he gets there, he's talking to his assistant, and he's mad because he had just gotten a haircut, and he thinks it looks stupid.
1: He's like, shoot,
0: ruined my hair. And they're like, don't say anything about his hair. So the first thing all the guys do, they're like, hey, did you get a haircut? Looks nice. (laughs) You can tell they're being jerks about (laughs) it. All the guys don't care for Rex Manning. No. No. It's just the girls, except for Deb. The girls are like, wow, Rex Manning.
1: (laughs) Deb's just kind of a downer anyway, though.
0: She's going through some serious stuff. Yeah. And so he shows up. He's not happy with the setup. He's not happy with his hair. They go to show him where he's going to be sitting and signing, uh, doing autographs. autographs, And he doesn't like the chair. And he makes him change all this stuff. And it's like, God, I hate him. But Corey is just still obsessed. Uh, And (laughs) he's doing the signing. And, um, oh,
1: the people that keep coming up to him,
0: all these different people come <laughs> in his line. There's this one old lady I always, I, I don't think I can say. We're sing making like Rex <laughs> Manning
1: also sound like he's more of a jerk than he really was.
0: He was a
1: jerk. I don't see, I don't think he was that big a jerk. I think he was just, you know, he had like rock star mentalities.
0: Yeah, he's full of himself. He expected people just bend over backwards and wait on him hand and foot. And Yeah not here buddy not in a little record shop <laughs> I just, do it. that one girl shows up and he's like who am i making this out to and she gives her gives a name and he's like oh are you a fan she's like no but my mom is i've never even heard of you he's yeah like, he's just like
1: mad. it's like a that bit lip look on his face
0: uh-huh and then uh, the lady <laughs> the old lady Say no more, more,
1: more. <laughs> I, uh, a I don't know why that woman comes in and operatic sings <laughs> at him. <laughs>
0: I won't do the high pitch because it will probably break the speaker.
1: I know she kept going up and up and up. I'm scared to do it, too. And he's just staring
0: notes. at her like, Jesus Christ. So you get a, a fun group of characters coming in to <laughs> get signatures. He absolutely hates it. He hates his town. He hates his store. He hates his fans. Like, I'm sorry. He's a jerk.
1: And his video, just that's the only song it plays the whole time he's there.
0: Say no more, Monet. More. Namor. Mm-hmm. Oh, Rexy, you're so sexy. Which,
1: to be honest, that video was kind of cool.
0: Oh, on the bed, on on the the beach?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Him in, like, this silk outfit.
0: Uh, (laughs) Ugh. Whatever. (laughs) Now, uh, there's so much going on. Like, there's so many different moving parts in this movie. You kind of have to follow it. And more Uh,
1: characters keep coming in out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Also work in the store.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now Lucas at this point he's getting um anxious on the couch. Yeah. So he's trying to find ways to leave said couch and he figures out he can take off a cushion. A cushion and carry it around the store and he's like, I'm technically not leaving the couch. <laughs> he takes it with him. Um <laughs> now someone does show up, a new character shows up that doesn't work there. With an oversized coat on. And his name is
1: Warren. Yeah, and he was Ginger.
0: Now, Rex, all of this is kind of happening at the same time. You have to picture, I mean, again, this movie happens in one day. So really, you have to think something else is happening in the back back while stuff's happening in the front. So Mm -hmm. at this point, Rex is taking a break. He's gone. Warren shows up with his oversized coat, looking sketchy. And Mm -hmm. when it goes to him in the aisle, he has this big magnet and he's running it across the... The CDs to demagnetize them, and he's sticking them in his coat. Well, Lucas, thank goodness, Lucas has gotten off the couch and is walking around with his cushion because he happens to see Warren, and he walks up to him and he's like, "Hey, what you doing?" He's like, "Nothing," and <laughs> tries to leave the store. And Lucas knows what he's up to, so he tries well, to stop him.
1: And Lucas goes out the back way.
0: Yeah, he does. Well, when. Warren takes off running. Lucas runs the other way. Mark excited, <laughs> in all of his glory. <laughs> he oh. sees Warren take off running. He his eyes just light up, and he's like, "Shoplifter!" <laughs> screams at the top of his lungs. That
1: scream haunts my <laughs> dreams because I don't know how he released that.
0: I don't know. His voice cracked so hard. Mm-hmm. But Lucas and Warren are running through the parking lot, running around the building, and eventually Lucas catches him. He's waiting inside of a car, and he mm-hmm. sees Warren running up. He slant, he throws open the door, and Warren runs into it and falls back and gets <laughs> knocked out. So they take him back in the back, and Warren, uh, they're going through the CDs that he stole, and they're taking pictures of him with the CDs, and they're like, look at what you stole, Warren. Just look at what you stole. I don't know. This is really bad. <laughs> Rap. Yeah metal rap metal Whitney Houston <laughs> it's for my girlfriend
1: yeah sure, <laughs> sure it is, it is. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> um but Warren's like this 16 year old just kind of a loser kid I mean he's
1: kind of stuck in this like when I look at Warren he just looks like a kid that doesn't know what he is yet
0: no he You don't
1: know what he's into or nothing like that He's, he's on a, a bad path. Lunar, he's, I don't want to say lo- loser. Maybe like a loner kid.
0: Kind, kind Yeah. Of. Yeah. Loser isn't right. But he's obviously not on a great path, but it's like he doesn't really know what else to do. Yeah. This is just what he feels like he needs to do. So they tell him to sit in the back while they wait on the cops to come pick him up. Mm-hmm. And they take like a photo shoot with him holding all the different <laughs> <laughs> the CDs. It was funny. And Me, then
1: have him wait on the couch.
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, Joe is still, he's trying to hold off the owner from coming in. And mm-hmm. he keeps telling him, like, I, I'm getting the money. It's, I'm just, yeah. it's busy here with Rex Manning. It's taking a minute. And so Warren overhears this and he is ticked off. He's like, so he stole $9,000 from you and gets to work here. <laughs> like he's still employed here.
1: Right. And. Warren has to sit on the couch and wait for the cops to show up.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think this is also, while they're waiting, oh. um, Warren
1: starts trying to. uh,
0: Joe gets mad at Lucas and slaps the cup of coins out of his hands.
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot about that part because that's when AJ, AJ, the artist.
0: He glues all the quarters and stuff down to the floor for and whatever reason. So while Warren's back there waiting, he sees all these quarters on the ground and tries to pick them up. And he's like digging at him and can't pick him. He's like, "Who mm-hmm. glued these quarters to the floor?"
1: It's art.
0: AJ, right. AJ's like, "I don't have to explain my art to you, Warren." <laughs> <laughs> That's all these quarters everywhere that he's still gluing down while he's talking. <laughs> um. Now. So Rex Manning has decided to, he's going to take a break. He's taking a lunch break. Corey tells uh, Joe, the manager, that mm-hmm. she wants to take Rex's lunch. And he tells her, no, Gina's going to. And she gets super mad and screams at him. Yeah. Like, I'm taking Rex's lunch.
1: <laughs> I know like her face gets super serious, even though she, it she has the same face for everything. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so he decides to let her do it. I mean, let her. She forces his hand. Okay. And he's like, all right,
1: <laughs> you're taking his lunch. He's taking a lame-ass salad.
0: Yeah, she shows up and shuts the door behind her. And this was her big plan. She told Gina this earlier in the movie. But she said, I think today's the day I'm going to lose my virginity to mm-hmm. Rex Manning. And Gina's like, oh, wow, that's cute. And you could tell she's being, like, condescending about yeah, it. Yeah, Very 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 so Corey tries to come on to rex manning and she takes her clothes off and is standing there in her underwear and he's just staring at her like Mm -hmm. you're a nice girl you don't want to do this and she's like yes i do and this is where he makes it really gross you think the comment's funny i think it's gross
1: what you want me to say it i hope you like blue cheese
0: yeah, he's eating his salad, yeah, and then he he's like, all bothered. right, and he starts to unzip his pants and grabs the blue cheese and shakes it, says, I hope you like the taste of blue cheese, which <laughs> if
1: you watch the TV version, they cut that line. They cut it in the freaking Blu-ray and the DVD version of it, too, because I have tried everywhere to find that. Really? Yes. Like, I bought that on Blu-ray. I was like, there ain't no way. Blu-ray's been really good about giving you the original version of the movies of everything we've bought. Freaking Empire Records is the one that doesn't have the version I want. I huh. hope you like blue cheese. Because it, 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 it says something, I hope you like rock and roll or something like that.
0: Yeah, they changed the... Or, no, he just says rock and roll. Yeah. And it's, it's off lame. screen and it's stupid. So she immediately is like turned off and grossed out and picks up her clothes and runs out.
1: Crying. Yeah. She's and
0: crying. she tells Gina she couldn't do it. And she goes, the one that gets mad. she goes up to the roof and is crying. The problem is she wanted to take him his lunch, but this is the same time that AJ is supposed to tell Corey he loves her. So when she goes up on the roof, AJ like, Oh, I'm glad you're here. Cause I have something to tell you. And she's obviously crying and distraught just
1: in a bad, bad place right now. This is,
0: and he won't stop. He's like, but I have to tell you right now. I have to, cause like he said it, it he was going to tell her at the exact minute. I can't remember the exact minute, but yeah.
1: If I like, like, don't do it, no, I'll never do it.
0: One fourteen or something. I don't know. But he's like, no, I have to tell you right now. And she's like, please, can we just talk later? And he won't leave her alone. And he grabs her and he's like, I'm in love with you, Corey. I've always been in love with you. And she starts like sobbing and she's like, why are you doing this right now? And then he gets mad. Oh, it makes me so mad.
1: Yeah, because he was real insensitive about that, man.
0: He's like, wow, Corey, I just, I just poured my heart out to you. And you're just going to sit there and say, Wow.
1: And she tried to tell him, like, I can't process this right now. And, then and she, she was honest.
0: She tells him, she's like, I just threw myself at Rex Man and made a fool of myself. And now you're telling me you love me. I have, like, a lot to think about. And he's like, wow. Okay, Corey. Wow. <laughs> and, like, storms off. So here's where the drama comes into play. Because then. Gina. Gina. What a crappy friend. She is not Corey's friend. I'm sorry. She's not. Because then. I Gina, don't know. She,
1: it could have just been, like. Petty jealousy or something.
0: I guess. But she was
1: really jealous of Corey throughout a lot of it. But then again, we'll, we'll get to it. It ahead. all
0: comes to a head. Yeah. yeah. But Gina ends up cornering um, Rex Manning at one point, And she tells him like, I have this really special gift. I could tell you the exact kind of underwear you're wearing and what color. And he's like, Oh really? And they're being flirty. So she tells him you're wearing blue jockeys or something. And he's like, well, let's go find out. And then they go in the copy room where he drops his pants. And yes, he's wearing blue underwear. And then they just start banging on the copy machine, like full aggressive. on have sex on the copy machine. And so Corey has calmed down. She comes back downstairs and
1: everybody's like, where's Gina? Well,
0: she asks, where's Gina? And everyone just kind of won't make eye oh, contact I guess with her.
1: Everybody realizes she was in there.
0: And she's like, well, where's Rex at? And uh Deb is the one who finally breaks and she like points at the copy room and then those two come out, Rex and Gina do, yeah, and what yeah, does Rex say? Like
1: kind of and like kind of shambles like his hair's messed up, her clothes are all messed up. She's still like what, buttoning no up her
0: shirt. Yeah. God, what a jerk. That's the first <laughs> thing he says when he walks Another out and line. everyone's staring at him is what? No applause. Yeah, then AJ tries to fight him. Yeah, Adri tries to beat the crap at him. And then Corey is like absolutely just baffled. She's like, Why I can't believe you did this to me. And Gina just starts like popping off on her and telling her yeah. what makes you
1: so perfect.
0: Yeah, she's like, Well, you're Miss Perfect if I could do everything you do too, if I was ch- like uh I forget what she says, like cho- chop, chomping down speed or something.
1: Oh, yeah. She calls her a speed freak.
0: Yeah, you find out. I that forgot about that. Because Corey's been popping pills this whole movie. You don't know what it is. And then, yeah, Gina just out. tells her, why well, I could do everything you do if I was just taking all yeah, that Yeah, so speed. the good girl's
1: also a closet uh, junkie. Because. She's been taking speed for a long time to the point to where she's addicted. Mm-hmm. But she's addicted to the point now where she's trying to hide it from everybody.
0: Yeah, because Corey tries to call her slut and she even, Gina's like, she well, I'm a turbo slut, but them. you're a speed freak. And mm-hmm. they start screaming and fighting and they have to like tear them apart. And they tell Gina to go home and Gina doesn't want to go home. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's so much happening. <laughs> just,
1: you work with people so long that you become friends and get to know a lot about them. And then, you know, the goth girl, Deb. She's just she kind of feels for Corey at this point. I now know this she, she is where it.
0: everyone's drama kind of come kinda of comes out because Deb eventually admits why she came in such a bad mood and she's like, I tried to take my life life last night. And yeah. she shows that her wrists are all bandaged up. So Deb tried to kill herself. Corey's on speed. Gina is like a sex addict. Um mm-hmm aj is just a hopeless romantic you can't do much and mark (laughs) is
1: just burning his brain cells out
0: yeah so now happy mark it started out funny but now you're finding out all the serious side of everybody and what they're actually going through and that everyone is actually going through some
1: serious stuff and i also think like like low-key deb loves aj Uh uh-huh like you get that really bad through parts of this movie
0: well, and you get Joe and Lucas finally come to a head and Joe beats the crap out of him at one
1: point, D- drags him into the office and just beats and the shuts out the door
0: and you don't see it, but you hear it. Um, Warren, when the police come to get him, he, he finally snaps and he's like, my name's not Warren. And mm-hmm. I don't think you figure out what his real name is, but he, he finally breaks and he's like, what you think he'll give me a job or something? Is that when he pulled the gun. Yeah, he pulled out a gun and he ends up (laughs) leaving and he comes back. The police take him in. They do intake, but there's really not much they can do. He stole like maybe 50 bucks worth of CDs.
1: Yeah, and they got it all back.
0: So he goes back to the store with a gun and now the police really have to take him in. And he's like, he's not going to give me. Yeah. Somebody. He shoots in the air.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. His
0: big breakdown, he's like, he's not going to give me a job. And they're like, is that all you want? Warren is a job?
1: You couldn't just ask.
0: And so they hire him as he's being taken off to jail yeah, again. And
1: AJ makes him a name tag. They make him a back. name
0: tag. Uh, and the all while this is happening, the manager, the owner of Empire Records shows up. And he tells Joe, like, I want my money now. And so Joe ends up fibbing and gives him a, a pouch f- full of paper.
1: Yeah, like Monopoly money kind of stuff. Yeah. It was just like. It was like, Music it was, Town like, Flyers. Yeah, it was Flyers.
0: And he tells him, okay, I'm going to take this. I'm going to go deposit it. And he te- he embarrasses Joe. While Rex is still there, he's like, uh, you're not taking care of Mr. Manning. He needs to be taken care Wine and of. Wine and dined and pampered. Yeah, and makes Joe look like an idiot in front of all these people. Um, after the whole Rex and Gina situation, they chase Rex out and he leaves and his assistant ends up quitting and she's like, I don't even like your music. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to work for you anymore. So everyone's drama comes to a head and they realize it's only going to take a matter of maybe an hour or two for the owner to find out there was no money in the pouch. And so Joe's like, we're done, guys. This is it. Yeah. And Mark is the one who has the idea because the police and the news reporters are outside because of Warren shooting the gun. So and- it's
1: free publicity. Mark's like,
0: I have an idea. And he runs outside and in his drug haze, his stupor, (laughs) he runs out in front of the news camera and he says, come to Empire Records tonight for a show and Uh, save the empire. Yes.
1: Donate to save the empire.
0: Mm -hmm. Damn man. Save the the empire. So all these people start showing up for a concert and they charge like five bucks at the door. They get like hundreds of people show up. They have. Yeah, it was really cool. They have a concert up on the rooftop. rooftop. Of course, what wouldn't be a nineties movie without a rooftop concert.
1: (laughs) I know. I don't know why that became such a thing. I don't know, but maybe you two started it. Yeah, probably where the streets have no name,
0: but everyone kind of forgives each other. Gina and Corey forgive each other and everyone is there for Deb, even though they have their differences and all the girls hated each other. Um, they also find out that Deb was going through stuff, and they yeah. feel for her. They
1: make a fake funeral for her.
0: So she can see what it would be like if she actually died, yeah. Yeah. But Gina gets to go up on the stage, and she gets to sing, and which is something she wanted to do but was oh, scared of. And your
1: boy Coyote, too. Coyote, I can't stand <laughs> that dude.
0: Um, but they, they end up raising their money, and they hand it over to the owner, and... And he shows up because the owner's mad. And he's like, what are you guys doing? The mm-hmm. store's full of people. There's this concert happening. And
1: they have like a jug, like one of those Uts pretzel things.
0: Yeah, <laughs> full of money. Full of money. And he tells Joe he's fired. And he hands him the jug of money. And he's like, here, I, I'm going to buy it back. And the owner ends up just giving him the jar of money back and says, you know what? Keep it. I hate this place. <laughs> yeah, so Joe got,
1: Joe got the store.
0: And they saved it from being a music town. And it gets to be... The small town record store it's always been.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then this, there's we watched a really good uh, uncut version of the movie, and Rex Manning comes back, and you get to see this side of Rex Manning where he talks about how he used to really love music, and music made him a monster. Remember that? When he sat outside kind playing I, the guitar with the, Was it Warren? It may have been or a deleted AJ. scene or... Yeah, uh, yeah. It, was ex- it was an extended version of the movie.
0: yeah. They could have done that, but I think Rex did too much in the movie to make him redeemable, honestly.
1: I thought that part really did a good job. That's why I think it should have always been in the movie.
0: Yeah. But all is well. Everyone <laughs> is happy, and they save yeah. their store, and that's the end of the movie.
1: It's a good movie. I like it. Always it is. Have.
0: I do like it. It's one of... The er, One of the earlier movies I remember watching that was more adult than children's movie, you know? Yeah,
1: it had a lot of adult themes for its I time. Because
0: I was born at the front of the 90s, so I it's was... A,
1: it's definitely for the Gen X.
0: I was only four when it came out, but I remember watching it when... Like I said, I was probably too young to watch it, but I think I vividly remember watching it probably around 10 years old
1: and just being like, I love this movie. <laughs>
0: Anyway, if you want to hit us with some trivia,
1: yeah. Well, we mentioned that the movie flopped in theaters,
0: big time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, you said it grossed three hundred and something. Yeah, three hundred. I had it 000. at two ninety three. Okay, uh, so Warner 10, Brothers 000. planned to release the film in twelve hundred fifty theaters. This is what I was going to get to. Why I think the movie flopped. Okay. Uh, so it won to release on September twenty second, right? But the studio uh-huh. wasn't happy with the film. Like they screened it and. We're just like, this movie is not going to do anything. So they didn't do anything to promote it. Well, that's it, it had no ad campaigns or nothing. And it didn't even have a premiere in Hollywood. What movie do you know ha- doesn't have a premiere?
0: That's not fair. So just a handful of so critics. So $10 million,
1: You know what it became? It became $10 million wasted.
0: It what? I mean, 300000 And this against happens, $10 million is nothing. But this happens Absolutely
1: in nothing. Hollywood. Uh... Somebody will buy a script just so someone else doesn't get it, and they'll make a movie so some, someone else can't own the property. That's ridiculous. And they'll rush a movie. So this movie was supposed to go to, I believe it was, like I said, 1,250 theaters. It went to 87.
0: Well, of course it didn't do well. It didn't stand a chance.
1: It didn't even make $200,000 in its first week.
0: That sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then they, they gave it a second chance for another week. And it didn't even make seventeen grand. They and they pulled it. Wow! And out of like the two hundred and eighty f- films that were released that year, it ranked two thirty six. So <sighs> say it's not the bottom, but it that's that's close. Yeah. And I the just soundtrack <laughs> did way better than the movie. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's, I think uh, it had 16, uh, 16 songs featured on just the soundtrack alone. Uh huh. And it broke the Billboard 100, which, you know, that's really cool for soundtracks to do that.
0: Original songs or just songs? Because yeah. I know they had yeah, video. Yeah, because you had the radio two radio songs art.
1: that went to the charts. You had the Jim Blossoms. Till I hear it from you, which
0: it was ro- written for that movie. Yes. Oh, I did not know that.
1: Which that's a really good song. We put, we really like the Jim Blossoms. I
0: love the Jim Gem- Blossoms. They are quintessential 90s. If you told me to name a band that just define the 90s like music genre I would say gin blossoms
1: yeah because what was that we were somewhere uh just having a meal we were at a restaurant yeah and we heard a song and you were like man that sounds like the gin blossoms it was throw. really
0: quiet and acoustic and I'm like I bet it's the gin blossoms or something and it was an acoustic version of the gin blossoms yeah. I was like oh my
1: gosh <laughs> um and then there was another song that hit the charts it's called a girl like you It was by someone Ed- Edwin Collins Okay. I'm, I'm sure I, we remember it, I just don't know. Girl like you. But the Jim Blossom song hit the top 20. Yeah. On Billboard.
0: The only original song I can think of from the movie is the very end, that Sugar High song.
1: Oh, Sugar High. Don't even get me started on that shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> they the they made sure that song didn't go to the soundtrack. Uh, oh. It, like, you know how Renee Zellweger performs a song? Uh-huh. uh <laughs> the yeah. version they wanted they didn't want renee zellweger's version on the soundtrack but they didn't want to pay someone else to record it oh and coyote <laughs> shivers guy even said he didn't want his coyote. song sung by her and they did it anyway
0: oh well that's awkward
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that guy coyote shivers is problematic. I could see that. He has, he's been married quite a few times and uh-huh. been kicked out of a lot of places. Hmm. He's known for being like stalkerish and oh, abusive. No. Oh no. So I have no, no positive things to say about that dude. He can go fuck himself. Okay. Cause I've read the I've tried to look up things about the guy. Cause I didn't, I hated him in the movie to begin with. I hearing him sing. Uh-huh. I don't like that. Him trying to rip off Joe Perry from Aerosmith wearing his guitar really low Uh huh. and doing that. I always make fun of the way that dude sings. I Dude, yeah. I can't get boy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> what would
1: <laughs> later become the way that Blink-182 sing. <laughs>
0: mm. Oh,
1: Angelina Jolie almost had the part of Deb. Oh. Almost.
0: Uh, probably because Girl Interrupted.
1: But they said she was too much of a force of nature to be in the movie. And they were like, she would have been way too powerful to play that part.
0: Yeah. When did Girl Interrupted come out? Let me see.
1: 99. You don't have to Oh, look it up, well, then that
0: would have been beforehand. Because she ended up playing that kind of... Uh, yeah, but she did other movies.
1: Like, she did uh, the movie about... It had a... Uh, what's his name from Scooby-Doo and Scream that we like?
0: Matthew Lillard?
1: Yes, she the movie with <laughs> Matthew Lillard about the computers, hackers. You won't oh. know what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Do you know hackers?
0: No, I okay. don't. But I wish you wouldn't assume.
1: <laughs> I just knew you would know hackers. Like you that's, could a movie, ask that's a movie. That's a movie diehard nineties people know. Okay. Because that movie, it movie is so underground. Oh, Toby Maguire was cast in the movie, but he dropped out because he was going through a really bad time in his life. And like you said, he was going to play Andre, uh-huh. but he was taking uh, some he was taking drugs at the time, and showed up on set, and he was like, everybody's like, "Are you okay? Uh-huh. Why why are you here if you can't do your part?" He's uh-huh. like, "I need to go home. I just want to go home." Oh, but the thing is, he helped write a big portion of the script. Oh, uh, and Ethan Embry, who's who's been very vocal about the movie. He's talked a lot about it. Uh huh. He said he don't even remember him coming out to do the rap party, or he doesn't remember shooting any scenes with him. Oh wow! But he does remember seeing him audition, and he was smoking a cigarette while they were waiting to go in to read together.
0: Okay. Well, <laughs> that sucks. I mean, because they didn't even replace him; they just I there is no character named Andre that I remember.
1: No, they were too they were too scared to replace the role. Because they thought they had too many characters anyway. Because they had to add uh, Coyote Shivers as uh, Burko uh-huh. in the movie and all that. The pizza guy. They just there's a point where the movie was being made where they're like, we have too many characters.
0: They do. I mean, there. I think there's, there's over 50 people listed in the cast.
1: Yeah, which is crazy. Uh, and you had Coyote Shivers who also lied about his age to get the part because it was supposed to go to Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day. Oh, okay but i guess his schedule was insane at the time which makes sense because this is dookie mid 90s yeah this is like the biggest album i remember from them like that would have been cool go-
0: though to see him
1: and he would have fit the part better
0: yeah um what was i gonna say about you said something about coyote lying about his age before that uh i don't remember <laughs> it's gone now
1: <laughs> what was i saying I, it was what something was about
0: before you were talking about co- Coyote lying about his age.
1: Yeah, he lied about his age so he could get the part.
0: Well, before that. I don't remember what you said before
1: that. Oh, he played Burko.
0: I don't know. It's gone. Whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> just move on. He
1: was in his late 20s. They uh-huh. wanted somebody actually in their teens to play the role. And I don't know. He just he lied about his age because producers just wanted a teenager. And... He said he was, I think, seventeen. Oh, I'm like, dude, you look twenty, like twenty three in the movie.
0: Yeah, he don't look no seventeen.
1: And he waited until after uh, the film to tell them how old he was. Oh, right. And uh, Ethan Embry, who we've talked about before, he had a huge crush on Liv Tyler, which uh, everybody's talked about her. Um, Maxwell Caulfield had glowing things to say about her. Uh huh. Which, he's a really cool guy in real life. And Rex Manning, just remember, it's a character.
0: I know. I like Maxwell Caulfield. So do
1: I. And he talked about how all these young guys were in love with this very pretty young lady. Uh-huh. And he said she was, like, the center of attention. And she was an emerging swan.
0: Oh. <laughs> how much older is he than her? Who? Maxwell Caulfield.
1: Oh, it's got to be at least 20 years.
0: Let's see. Liv Tyler was born...
1: I would guess in the 70s. She's
0: 45.
1: He's got to be 60-something.
0: And Maxwell is 63. So he's almost 20 years older than her. Yeah, That's what
1: I said, about 20 years. Okay. Yeah, he just talked about all these young guys just fawning over her. Okay. But, and Ethan Embry was like... He was really embarrassed because he went from doing this movie with her to That Thing You Do. Uh-huh. And he's yeah. like... Man, I can't get past this past this girl. And he was like really, really head over heels in love with her. Oh. Uh, Renee Zellweger and Rory Cochran were dating at the time this movie was made. They actually think... A lot of people have speculated they got the movie because they were able to audition together. And the producers found out that they were dating. Uh-huh. So they're like, mm, we won't have to do a lot for them to gain chemistry so we can just put both of them in the movie. So Gina and Lucas. Yeah. And they worked on Days and Confused together, so it makes it made a lot of sense. Uh huh. Because that movie was a hit.
0: Huh.
1: But the, another thing about Days and Confused that came out two years before Empire Records, so this is like a pretty serious relationship for somebody their age.
0: Yeah, to still be dating. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anything else?
1: Well, apparently, in the movie. They made them tone the, tone the movie down a lot.
0: The script way? was,
1: I guess, so much darker.
0: I, again, this is something we run into constantly. And this is what I was talking about with the rating. The PG-13 I can understand because of the drug use, because of the sex scene, because of the gun.
1: The suicide. yeah, yeah The suicidal I mean, thoughts and tendencies.
0: Not that you see it. I the mean, abuse. you show her taped up wrists. Yeah, uh, it had
1: it had very adult themes to it. Yeah, they were upset that the movie was getting an R rating, so uh-huh. it made them cut this script, cut the script. They kept making them rewrite it, and then they finally just gave up on it and said, "If we can't just settle for a, a PG set like a seventeen, we then I are It's not going to back this movie." Huh. Rex Manning is solely the character. It's. All based off of Tom Jones. Okay. Which I thought was hilarious.
0: That's interesting.
1: And April eighth of every month is Rex Manning Day.
0: Yes, it is. So now you know. Oh, uh, we should have saved this for April.
1: <laughs> and Ethan Tremble or Ethan Embry is the one that came up with the idea to go to a guar concert just to get that scene. <laughs> That's true. I guess anything. he
0: would have actually been with Guar. Yeah. Oh, like, you know what? This comes out. March 8th, if we would have waited one more month. I know. <laughs> I
1: didn't think about it till now, too.
0: I know, I didn't.
1: Yeah, and you also got to think Rex Manning Day is a tribute to Kurt Cobain, who died the same year this movie got made.
0: Oh, ew.
1: Yeah. They uh, talked about this at the premiere when all the cast got back together to celebrate the 20th.
0: Huh. Interesting.
1: And all the casts have glowing things to say about their time on the movie. Like, they only had a couple people that were jealous of each other's parts. And you can guess who those two were.
0: Renee. Yeah. And And Liv. Liv Tyler. (laughs) So what, they wanted to play each other?
1: I think they thought one was getting more time than the other. Getting better scenes in the movie.
0: I mean, Liv Tyler is at the very front of the cover.
1: She was also red hot at the time like this this is all these people before they gain names yeah well are you ready to rate this thing heck yeah I am let's rate it okay rewatchability I'm always down to watch it I'll give it a four I will also give it a
0: four there I mean I would say eight times out of ten I would say yes to watching
1: it yeah which is about right a four out of four out of five times I'd say I'd watch it
0: yeah that's pretty so, yeah, yeah it'd have to be like cold
1: dead of winter for me to be like eh, nah. i'd rather watch something else
0: yeah all right well the next thing we're all rated on is its legacy oh. legacy um
1: <laughs> uh, uh two yeah I'm <sighs> i know the 90s have had this big resurgence lately Uh huh. this movie has not caught that that fever
0: now, it has like a cult following. I think it's definitely gained popularity, but not that kind of popularity. Times. But yeah, but with a very niche group. Like think,
1: people. like you're probably just going to a con to meet people that like this movie. Yeah, and I don't know if the number is that big.
0: I'm only gonna give it a one. I love it, but I know there's not many people who know it. Right,
1: like you got to be fair about this. I think it's a. I think it's a two. You think it's a one. Yeah, that's fine.
0: Well, the last thing we'll rate it on is the look and feel of the and movie. And music. Yeah.
1: Oh, five. Across the board. This is
0: 90s through and through.
1: <laughs> yeah, great music, great cast. Hair. <laughs> Out, the outfits, the look. I love how the music store looks. uh uh-huh. like, It reminds me of the 90s. The fashion, especially.
0: Oh, yeah. At this really... Captures the nineties, and this is one of those like. movies
1: like we talked about with Breakfast Club, where uh-huh. it has somebody for everybody. Yeah, like, it has like that student that's that type of person. Right. This movie captures that really well.
0: Yeah, that's a good comparison. I would say. I
1: I think that's a five easily.
0: Yep. I give it a five also.
1: Yeah. So what? Uh, five, four, and a one. So ten out of fifteen.
0: Ten out of fifteen. <laughs>
1: Uh, do the math.
0: I know, but you're doing a one out of five for your overall. I know, overall. <laughs> I know. Uh, my overall, I'm going to give it a three. It's a good movie. Oh No, I'm going to give it a four because it's still a good movie just because it doesn't have this great legacy. I still think it's it's fun to watch. There are some serious tones to it. but
1: uh, I'll give it a three, three and a half.
0: I'm giving it a four. Because I like it,
1: <laughs> right? Because we've we've seen how many of you do movies,
0: <laughs> and now I want to watch it. <laughs> oh, we've talked. It's a good about.
1: movie. Like I like the movie, but I'm going to be fair. I, it's it's probably it, it, it's easily a three. So three and a half is what I'm going to go with it.
0: I've given it a four.
1: That's fine.
0: Okay, so that's it.
1: That's all she wrote.
0: That's our movie. So then next week, stick around. Now can let's hear see what a that's about. sneak peek. What were we talking about?
1: <laughs> yeah, a sneaky peeky.
0: Sure. I wish you wouldn't have said that. Why? <laughs> Just didn't like it. I don't know.
1: I liked it. Uncomfy. All
0: right.
1: <laughs> I am like a pair of fur-lined slippers. I am so comfy.
0: Oh my god! All right, we'll see you next
1: week. Bye. See ya. So long. Next week on the Retro Club favorite character who's your favorite character
0: hollywood
1: oh hollywood (laughs) come and get me hollywood (laughs) uh
0: get down honey get down that's the
1: second movie megan
0: (laughs) whatever (laughs) i still love it best lines it is
1: get 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 down down. (laughs) why we make that one that woman didn't even have a deep voice
0: i Uh. I even did the snap get down i know Mixing and music by Kelsey Ingram. Cover art is by Megan Harris. Research is by John and Megan Harris.
1: Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Slasher at Pod, Or visit our website at RetroClubPod.com for episode information and more.
0: You can listen to The Retro Club on Podbean, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, and more.
1: Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe or we'll find you.